0: Here's the host of The Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of The Harky Group, Scott Harkey. Welcome to The Rebrand Podcast,
1: where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of uh, The Harky Group, Scott Harkey. and today we're going to hear about transforming corporate structure by exploring the future holding companies and their evolving role in business. Look, it's no secret that our industry, the advertising service industry has been rolled up and most of the agencies at scale and at size are in holding companies, right? You have WPP, you have Publicis, you have IPG, the list goes on and on and on. And then there's new players like S4, and then there's even smaller players. I mean, we have a very micro holding company. So I'm excited to dive into the future of the holding company. You've probably seen collectives and holding companies and independents. So, let's dive all into this. I'm excited cuz join us today is Natalie Alberta Ducey, who is the Global Chief of Staff at Corporate Secretary at Meet the People, I'm sure you guys have heard of Meet the People, which is a newly created, people-centric and client-focused global marketing service holding company developed and managed by proven entrepreneurs across the world. They combine the experience of established agencies across multiple marketing disciplines with data-driven and digitally-enabled capabilities with industry disruptors. This creates a unique approach to support large and medium-sized brands with their digital transformation initiatives. All right. Today, Natalie and I are going to discuss reimagining the holding company. All right. Here's my conversation with Natalie Alberta-Ducey, the Global Chief and Staff Corporate Secretary at Meet the People. All right. Let's get into it. How are you guys reimagining the holding company? And, well, first of all, let's go back just just briefly. Like, I'd love to hear kind of your background. Obviously, we talked earlier from, from London. You got a cool accent. So help us kind of
2: understand your background and how you got into the holding company that you're at now. Sure. So I'm one of those lucky ones. I never really sort of wanted to be in advertising per se, but I studied corporate governance and company law. So this is my professional background. And through actually doing other things, I ended up having to work with Tim Ringel and Tom Ambruster, at one of our agencies about 10 years ago. They needed a corporate secretary, a company secretary, and also someone who could manage other operational topics. I came on board and it was an advertising, digital advertising agency in Europe with 21 countries, as well as in MENA. And we started working together in this advertising world. And after 10 years, I'm still in an advertising world But this time around, in a holding company that we co-founded, i.e. Tim Ringel co-founded with also Tom Ambruster and myself in September 2021. So that's the nutshell of of my background. But in respect of the holding company and reimagining the holding company, it's because we have worked for other holding companies is why we are looking at the new way of a holding company, the things that we saw in you know, the previous 10 years and with, with Tim Ringle, maybe 20 years as well. We decided, okay, it would be great if we can have other things that we have already imagined in the future thinking, okay, how, how do we make things better for people? People being the stakeholders, everyone, employees, the clients, the investors, you and me, the third parties, everyone. So that's the people. And what do we do to make it different?
1: And could you help us understand maybe the, the, we heard kind of when you started, kind of maybe the size and scale, like how many agencies, the type of agencies, people, geographic locations, kind of the structure of the, of, of the agency?
2: Sure. So we started with four agencies, VSA Partners, Much Retail, Much Transact, and also Public Label. Public Label is based in Denver, Colorado, and also in Canada. Much Retail and Much Transact is based in Canada as well. And then VSA is based in Chicago, New York, and San Francisco. So Meet the People is headquartered in New York in the VSA building, and that's where I'm sitting at the moment in New York. But I also have a hybrid working system where I live in Europe. So when I'm not in US, I'm in Europe, I'm in UK. So basically, at the moment, we started with the four agencies around USA and Canada. And it was roughly about 400 employees of all the different agencies. It's between branding, marketing, digital marketing, as well as merchandising and other retail work for the different agencies and obviously we wanted to do something different but having to have different companies in different states and also in different countries helps because then we can see things in a different way and we can actually look at all the different clients or the people as I call them be it employees the clients the stakeholders everyone in all the different countries we can maybe sometimes what we do is we look at it and we think, okay, how does Canada do it better than the U.S. and how does the U.S. do it better than Canada? And what can we take, which is the positive and add to all of these things?
1: So I've been fascinated with holding companies for probably the last decade. I've never worked for a big agency. You know, I co-founded an independent small agency in Phoenix, I was pretty much laughed at. Every major function I went to for, you know, I've been going to ANA and four oh. A's for a decade. And now I think people just like think we're like the funny clown kid that has just kept like the maybe the younger brother that just keeps hanging around and won't go away. And, and similar, we've built up five agencies in our little holding company, a couple hundred employees. We're mainly in Phoenix and Vegas. But for our audience here, I mean, I know a lot of us know the industry. And, you know, if you look at like Sir Martin when he was at, at WPP for 30 years, yes. then he came out with S4, it was mm-hmm. very revolutionary in the acquisition of Media Monks. And what was the other one? Uh, I can't remember. It was, it was first, it was Media Monks. And you've got uh, S4, Media Monks dug well. No. Yeah. Of course, now Stagwell, Stagwell's at what, 77 agencies now. I mean, they were a yeah. small holding company and now they're, you know, they're, they're publicly traded $6 billion company, probably on their way to $13 billion company. And for me, even at my level, I understand that like really good agencies, you know, want to focus on the clients and the creative and the people and the back end operations, which we provided mm-hmm. the Harky Group it makes a lot of yes. sense. You probably see that. And clients want options. And it's hard to build capabilities as an agency because the margins are so small. So adding capabilities through acquisition or adding vertical expertise makes sense. What do you think some of the big for our marketing group out there, our CMOs and our VP of marketing, what are the benefits for marketers for holding to go with a holding company? And what would the benefit be to more like a boutique holding company? And I mean, you guys are giant companies, especially compared to ours, but still boutique when it comes to 20, 30 billion dollar multinational companies. What are some of the client benefits and then what are some of maybe the people and operational benefits?
2: Let's do client benefit. Client benefits is always going to be if I was a client and I came in to example VSA and I wanted creative done. And then sometimes clients actually don't realize some of the work or the things that they, they need to have a branding you think, okay, I have my company, I want a brand Oh then then we have to say what about your website? What about this? And then the question is always going to be okay, then who's going to build my website for me right? Who's going to do my digital stuff for me? who's going to do this? So having someone like ourselves, we do have the sister agencies who also provide different services. so it will then you know that you you know you're dealing with say Natalie, Natalie will then provide you with, another person who deals with the website, another person who's doing the branding. But you don't have to go through all these different, different people. You have one contact and that contact will come in and they will bring all the different people as part of the project to you. And then that means that as a client, you don't have to have four phone calls with four different companies to do the things that you need. And we would be able to assess you. And because it's part of our company. We're not going to, in a way, take too much from that client. Sometimes people sell and they know they don't need to sell, but they'll sell you everything. And that's not what we're about because obviously as a holding company and because we have worked for other holding companies and we knew what was good and what was bad, what we are also trying to do is say, these are the things we don't want to do. If you come to us as a client and we are able to give you that capability, the things that we can do for you, and it's part of our network, then this is what you're going to get from us.
1: Yeah. And and I'm still old school and I'm I'm such a fan of lead agencies that that truly care and understand that if there's no growth, if things don't happen, ultimately like it's their fault. And yeah. so the last thing they want to do is sell in services that aren't going to work. And I yeah. truly believe there's this intimate kind of even romantic relationship between a lead agency and a client. And it's just not the same. And they might do something very well specialized. The margins might be a little higher. And ultimately they're not in charge of client success. They're in charge of doing X, Y, and Z. So I I couldn't agree with you more. And I think everything recycles. I mean, right now I'm seeing baggy jeans. So obviously there's (laughs) recycling. And and so the madman error of kind of the lead Romantic, strategic, creative agency. I'm a big fan of into IP. No, was it IPG? I think they were IPG. Yeah, Omnicom, IPG. So it just makes sense. I I totally get that in smaller circles a lot is the EBITDA arbitrage that's available for agencies when you roll them up. So let's say you're doing one or $2 million in EBITDA. Um, or profit, and the agencies that you're, that you're getting acquired into are doing yes. 10 or 15 or 20, they're probably buying you at three to five times EBITDA, That's but cool. immediately it's worth 10 to 12 to 15 in a larger company. That's a huge EBITDA arbitrage plus it's typically probably half down and half over three years and you, you got to stay in. And so there's an incredible opportunity for well-funded and sophisticated financially sophisticated operators to roll up other agencies. Now one thing that doesn't work is 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 people will tell you, I, I want to say like the numbers like 40 or 50% of, of of all acquisitions don't work. Right. So <laughs> but, you buy the wrong yeah. thing.
2: Exactly. And and again, you know, one of one of the things everyone had actually asked us and people will always people ask me is how do you buy agencies? And I have to explain to them, you know, the one agency that we, we, you buy, you're looking at 500 other agencies and and it's it's like having a relationship in, in a certain way because you then have to make sure that they will fit into not just the holding company, but also all the people, the culture, what you do. It's not just about the services that they come in and to offer. It's everything. You have to look at everything.
1: And I, I would agree with you. It's a hundred percent vibe. And again, I'm on a way smaller letters, like, and and the only agency I bought, I mean, look, I look at Barney and I look at Palazzo and I look at all the agencies for sale because I'm a yeah. nerd and I, I like looking at this shit. But ultimately it's like people that I know, I, I bought our creative agency, Nomadic, who was this yeah. age small agency of the year because this the founder was my buddy and I've known him for 15 years and I trusted him, right? Like that's yeah, the reason yeah. we did that deal. Every other deal, it, it hasn't happened. And and I'll never forget Mark Bachman, a friend of mine who, who runs a, a, a fantastic agency in the Midwest. He, he said- you don't know how good your culture is until you have two. I was like, exactly. oh shit. <laughs> That's why most things I think blow up is, you know, you've got groups of people, and especially the smaller agency typically is like, oh, screw this. Like, we're we're this, you know, we're not that. And I, I can imagine that. Have you experienced some of those growing pains? I mean, how many acquisitions have you guys done? What's
2: hey. Yeah, no, definitely. We just announced a couple of weeks ago that we've also acquired another company, which is based in New Hampshire. And again, everyone was asking the same question about the culture and how we're fitting everything in. Look, it's not very easy when you have five different agencies all based in different states, different countries with different services and different mentality to say, oh, we have one culture and everything works. That's actually not true and I'm not going to sit here and say everything is always going to be 100% working for the culture and the people and the way it works. You have to put in a lot of work and for me as the chief of staff where I'm looking after the HR topic and the talent management topic and acquisition topic, I know how difficult it is how to bring everyone together to get the cultures to work as well as to be able to get the client work to work. So it's not easy. It's not going to be something that if you have five agencies, you think it's one culture. I, that's that's a myth, I have to say.
1: No, and I don't know how S4 did. I think he bought like 25 agencies in like 18 months or some shit. Mighty Hive was yes. the other one. Mighty Hive and Medium Monks were the two big ones early. It's been my experience. It's about three years to get kind of in the same operating system. People mm-hmm. are like, okay, we're mm-hmm. one thing. I've done it. Five times, and each time is taking about three years, and they're smaller ones. I'm talking like you know less than twenty people. So is that about what you see? Three years to kind of integrate?
2: Yeah, because I mean, we 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 launched in 2021, and you know this is 2023, and we're still we're still going through that process of the backend infrastructure integration, bringing things together. Some of these things, because you, what you have to do is also do your assessment. You have to assess and think, is this going to work for us? If it does work for us, then fine, you can bring this on board. And then you have to onboard, you have to implement, you have to do all all the work. That doesn't take a day or two. It takes a while. If the people in your company matters to you, then you want to do it in a certain way that higher percentage will be happy with. So again, it's not something you're going to just do within a month and then everyone is happy. I mean, one of the things we did when we came on board is put in a good HR system. So that we would have everyone under one roof, still separated in certain ways, but under one roof. And then everyone will have the same capabilities. That didn't take. It it, it took us nearly eight months to go from start to finish and getting everyone who is part of all the different levels to actually understand what the system is and want to use it. Right. So and
1: you're talking about the you're talking about the health and benefit system or, or the agency operating system or both?
2: So it's the health and benefit with all the personal systems yeah. and, and everything else. And and this takes time because again, the question is what you want to invest in.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: you invest in your people and you have the right people in the right culture, then your clients will be happy because they will be able to get the clients what they want. If your people are not happy, Your client is not going to be happy because why would they be doing the best for you as a company?
1: I couldn't agree more. And I do think we're going to see a rise of boutique holding companies. For a long time, the big holding companies, uh, I'm sorry, they were penny pinching. You know, if you made a copy, you had to, you know, write it down. If you did this, that, and the old system of agencies was a pyramid. You had a few people up the top and you had a bunch of doers at the bottom. Then you saw kind of more of a diamond shape, a few, you know, at the top, maybe a bunch mid-level and then not as many kind of down at the bottom. I think we're going to see a completely inverted triangle where you're going to see a lot of high-level people at the top. I think especially as AI comes into being more usable as a tool where we're certainly testing and using today where it becomes a proven usable tool for especially production in in media and creative. We're already seeing it in media today, and we're seeing it not quite fully at scale, but in small case studies on the creative side, it's going to be about the best talent. And the holding companies for a long time wanted more junior talent to save money.
2: Exactly. And
1: their pyramid was inverted. So you had a lot of senior people available. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's why we're seeing companies like yours, and, and others come out, and the differentiator, to your point, and I think this is your whole thing, if i'm if I'm yeah. catching it right, is it's about yes. the people. It's always been about the talent and the people, and even more so now. And maybe the holding companies in some ways have have lost sight of that. Exactly. I think they're probably catching on a little more now, but I think for a good you know half decade, it, it was not that way. And everybody, you know there there weren't as many jobs and all this other stuff. So, I love what you're saying. I could talk about holding companies for days. <laughs> I want to talk about kind of the industry maybe as a whole. Sure. I think, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a our audience, I think is is very mixed. There's entrepreneurs, there's, yeah. there's uh, high-level marketing people, there's agency people, there's media people. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk kind of more about the industry. I know we have a topic. Let me actually read what the topic is, but I could sure. I could talk to you forever about this shit. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk uh, tomorrow about DEI, the survival of the agency business. So I, I do want to dive into that. Okay. Uh, and let's, you know, let's take the gloves off. Let's go through everything and really, <laughs> you, you know, understand it. And, and, and this audience knows like this is going to be free flowing conversation. So man, big thank you to Natalie for joining us again, global chief and staff corporate secretary at meet the people. I mean, what they're doing is pretty cool. Uh, so go check <laughs> out their website. People like Natalie, let me just tell you our gold inside the agency business, because it, this is a people business. I mean, Every day, my uncle, who was in the advertising business in the sixties and seventies, says, You know, every day, you know, our whole company goes up and down the elevators every day, gone, right? So you don't have people, you don't have an agency, you don't do work. So this is great. More information, meet dash the dash people.com. A couple just notes that I say every episode, but let me just run through them really quick. Rebrand pod is where you can find all our summaries and episodes and all the shit you need. Again, subscribe. We are about 7,000 now marketing people that have subscribed to our podcast. We're consistently top 50 right now in business, which is insane. I can't freaking believe it, but it means we're getting dope guests and I'm not screwing it up. So, and, and we got a c- bunch of cool people who just want to pop in and learn some shit quickly. So thank you to everybody. Our handle is at Pod on social probably easier to find me just at scott harkey i know a bunch of people have been reaching out linkedin and, and probably instagram mostly so i love it reach out I, i'm actually somewhat decent at replying probably not on linkedin because that's the dumpster case of <laughs> of emails but certainly on insta and other. especially if you just mentioned rebrand pod and you want to you know do a call or do whatever definitely want to make time all right that's it for today but remember it's never too late to rebuild reboot or rebrand